audio. I, I collected comic books when I was young, but one of the things I've discovered about myself over the years in my hobbies, I'm what's called a completionist. <laughs> Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to See, another I, edition of Whiskey at Work. <laughs> if he's on oh, here yeah. more than once, it's going to drive him crazy. Too. <laughs> um, welcome to another edition. And I'm uh, I'm very I'm very excited for this one, specifically Troy. Joining us is Troy sitting right across from me over here. Troy, who shall not um, be named. He will. He's. There's a reason why Troy's yeah, going to remain kind of secret, well, and we get it. There are certain okay. jobs that you do. That, part part uh, of the reason is I can't remember his last name right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've talked to, um, you know, we've talked to Jeff Arnett. We've talked to uh, Dan Bruner. We've talked to uh, a lot of professionals that are in this industry. Mm-hmm. And we've never <laughs> sat down. I love how you throw Dan in with Arnett. Dan, Dan is, well... From a whole different perspective, though, Dan uh, is a professional with what he does. Right? It wasn't a slight to no, Dan. No, of course just, it wasn't. But you know, right, I went from Jeff Arnett to Dan. It, it, it's and, a bit of a. And now I can't wait for the text message I'm going to get on that one. I'm sorry, but he has a skill set. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, a particular set of skills. <laughs> but Troy, I'm I'm excited to have you in here because we have never talked to anybody that is is just a big fan of this entire industry, yep. which I think you have really really become i've i've known you honestly since high school yep because we both went to the same high school um i i i didn't know what had happened to you until about two or three years ago <laughs> well yep. you we ran into you for the yes. first time when we were picking that new riff bottle yep, that, that new riff that, bottle that, at, I, that, uh, I, that I got cast right. cork yep. oh you're gonna bring that for, up for again Timmons. i know you see how i do that I try is there anything you want to just say to him about that right now just to get it out of the way did he pick a good bottle on that new riff you know, that tasting, that was great. And, you know, what's even more surprising is that I'm not a rye fan, and that tasting we had, that new riff, rye, was my favorite, and I usually dislike rye, so I'm glad that was an interesting tasting. Yeah, it was, it, I mean, that was a lot of fun. Um, let's, um, let's just start this off, though, Troy. Let's, I want to start from where you, where it all began for you, and I think you kind of, you touched on it a little bit when we were talking, was that... In high school, um, you know, we, we, we can't, you and I both come from a very small town where there would be weekend parties, yep. either out at the county line or yep. down at the dam. That's the place where you went to party. And did you ever go to these parties? Yes, I went to these parties. Well, I don't know. You're a little nerdy. I thought you and your band people hung out. And- Listen, we were all in band. <laughs> no, town. I wasn't. No, Troy, you were not. I, I, you know, I was football compl- and wrestling yes. and restaurant and teaching Sunday school and then going across the border underage drinking <laughs> in Montana. But, but the thing is, is the town that I came from and Troy comes from, we all knew each other. Yeah. Everybody knew each other. Yep. Um, so we would go to these parties and it would generally be beer based because that was the easiest thing to get. But like, uh, you know, like a lot of people start, we would have Black Velvet. There'd be yeah. Lord Calvert. Yep. Sometimes Jack Daniels. Yep. I never really saw a lot of that because that almost seemed like that was the yep. that was the higher end whiskey, toity. right? Yeah. So is that I, I, kind of where it began for you? Yes, yeah, exactly. I had a father who worked in the oil field in the seventies and eighties, and so bottles came around Christmas time, <laughs> and my dad was a beer drinker or Wisers from Canada, which we could not get here. Mm-hmm. But when he went fishing in Canada, he always brought his bottles of Wiser back from Canada. 
but he always had a stock, and so when I started hitting high school, the stock started dwindling. <laughs> so what? Uh, obviously, I don't think I don't think you really did. You appreciate whiskey then, or did you just drink it because you were in high school and you wanted to to drink? Um, there was a bit of appreciation, you know. Like I said, um, you kind of you did the Windsor, you did the Black Velvet, but when I did occasionally get a bottle or money in you taste different <laughs> things like southern comfort yeah, or yeah. jack daniels or beam jack daniels was just my flavor that i liked um now years later i understand it's because of the mash bill with corn and rye and barley and their percentages um jack's rye percentage is lower than jim beams mm-hmm. and so that's what now i know why but then i just didn't like I like the smoother, sweeter stuff versus a little burn. I right. didn't want that rye flavor. So then as you started to discover that maybe this was a thing you, you enjoyed, were you like in the nineties, were you yeah. were you were you finding stuff to buy in the nineties or where, where did it where did this kick off for you? Uh, I didn't have I had some knowledge. I worked at one of the local liquor stores here in Rapid City that's no longer here. And as working four to midnights, you opened one every once in a while. <laughs> Good thing this, that store's not here anymore. Yeah, this, this, one, uh, this one fell off the show. Right. Well, when, well, ironically, when he closed the business, the last night we were there was a New Year's Eve night, and he said, whatever isn't here in the morning is going oh. back. And so if it wasn't bolted down, the signs and everything went out. I backed my Bronco up to the back door, and he told us, take what you want, and I did, and so this was about 90-ish. Okay. And, so, and that was in that period when I discovered, well, the easy one for me for the Jack is a bourbon in my book. I am sure. on that side. We kind of agree with that. Yeah, I agree as well. Yeah. And I, but I discovered, like, Maker's Mark, and then through the 90s, didn't just regular jobs, but um, just kind of picked up things here and there and we had stores in town and something jumped out at me and I could afford it I'd grab a bottle here and there and so then come the internet and I worked at an internet place so you just start learning about things and Google is your friend for liquor yeah (laughs) absolutely certainly can be can also be a hell of an enemy (laughs) oh yes I agree that what's what's this box showing up in our Oh, that was yeah. supposed to be delivered yeah, to yeah, the yeah, office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's another one. That's still today. Um, do you remember? Uh, do you remember back in those days, uh, seeing the 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 bourbons and whiskeys on the shelves that now you just can't find? Yeah, but I I didn't have the knowledge at that right. time too, and I was like, and some of them. You know, even then, their prices were reasonable, but my wallet wasn't mm-hmm. as comparable as it is, is it today. Right. And that, so, I think that's a lot of issues. I mean, I, we drank Jim and Jack and whatever because we didn't price. like, we didn't like, well, I didn't care for the Canadian stuff as much. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, I was a big Jack fan, but Jim was 10 bucks cheaper. So I got onto that kick until, you know, the paychecks went up a little bit. I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm going to go back to this. 
And I liked Maker's Mark, but then again, I started to pay cheaper. I'd buy Ancient Age, which was a wheat-based mm. one. Oh, it was boy. the same thing. You went bottom shelf with that for sure. Hey, ancient wow. Age, no. nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no, we, we, we did a, yeah, we talked I, about that. And... I, I joked with you guys when you talked about it. I had a <laughs> oh, bottle that's right. of 10-year <laughs> Ancient Age. Now, I'm, I've got the expensive <laughs> yeah, Ancient Age. That was $13 a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then, you know, as, as you're drinking it through the 90s and into the early 2000s, mm-hmm. When did it start to, when did you start to really get serious about it? Where you're like, you know, I'm going to start to, I'm going to start to be on the lookout. Probably 2010 or 11, somewhere in there. So relatively recently, yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, okay. Relatively. Um, He's got five or six years on us, sounds like. Yeah, at least. So like um, when Jack, the white dog, the mm-hmm. unaged rye came out. White we ra- couldn't get white it. rabbit and red yeah. dog. Was, yeah, is that right? No, the, there's the there's the a rye that's unaged. Oh. that's like their moonshine. Oh yeah, yeah, one. yeah. The unaged rye. They yep. wouldn't. I talked to my friends at a certain establishment on the west side of Rapid that sells <laughs> liquor. I don't know if I can say their names, but yeah, we we yeah we we, we, we pretty much give everybody like equal, yeah. Equal. Equal. To, until somebody starts writing a check, everybody's, <laughs> everybody's on the equal. same playing field. <laughs> I you know I drive home every night down Jackson Boulevard, so I'd hit those places on Jackson Boulevard every night on or at least once or twice during the week, you know, and walk in and see if they had something. But I discovered that, and I talked to one of my friends who was working part time there. And, I asked him about that Jack Daniels unaged rye. What did you think of that? It was different. I was again. I was stretching myself a little bit because the rye is not usually my right. thing, and it's unaged. I mean, and yeah, it's essentially moonshine, it's, right? Yeah, exactly. And he said that they had talked to distributors, and they probably would never distribute that in South Dakota because of their Jack numbers at that time. So this is like 2012 ish. By then. By then, they jack numbers had to be going up. They were because solely, of the rally, so, solely because of the Sturgis liquor. Yeah. Yeah. So I worked at that liquor store that's no longer here during the fiftieth rally, and that's really oh, when wow. the world changed. That was yeah. that was the last year I printed T-shirts at the rally. Yeah. So I was working at the liquor store, and man, that was crazy <laughs> for the fiftieth. That was the beginning of how Sturgis is now. Right. But anyways, so. Um, yeah, and they couldn't get it here, and so we went down, my wife and I were down in Arizona, and I just kind of like, honey, she was with friends, I think, at the pool, and I'm like, I'm going to go for a little drive, and we were in Scottsdale, and Troy just went driving and had <laughs> the phone book searching in a liquor store is near me, you know, and so I found it down there, and I bought a couple bottles and brought them back, and that's kind of, that period in there is when I started reaching out and talking to a few family friends or, you know, family or friends and just say, hey, if you're down here, can you run by this place if you got time? And my network started to grow, but it was just kind of quietly with a few family and Mm -hmm. friends. And, and, but I started researching more and learning, hey, what's coming out. And I didn't go, I was in my Jack, what do you want to say, vein? Sure. But then slowly starting to find things and then about three years ago, a little more, we had um, to do some remodeling in the house. And, and, and part of it is we built me a home office so I could work from home more. 
and I asked my wife if I could bring in some bookshelves and hey, the <laughs> liquor that I've been accumulating in your root cellar for years, <laughs> taking up two shelves, could I bring those in and bring them in bookcases? It'd be kind of cool to display my collection. And she thought that was great until it started on the second bookshelf. <laughs> <laughs> then start asking questions. Right. Well, it was uh, it was it was interesting to get the spreadsheets that you <laughs> sent. <laughs> okay, it's, 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 ama- right. it's amazing how many. I mean, Bruner's got one that he keeps on his phone. Yeah. He's like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. I don't know if Gabe's quite there yet. No, but you, but you, 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 you must have that personality though, that, cause you were telling us about, you know, when you were a kid, yep. what you used to. I, I collected comic books when I was young, but one of the things I've discovered about myself over the years in my hobbies, I'm what's called a completionist. And so, like, when I had X-Men comic books, I had X-Men 1 through 200. Yeah. And I would go hunt for 85 that was missing somewhere. And my dad is in the oil field and traveling, and I get to go with once in a while. I'm like, hey, Dad, can we go to Denver? We're going to Mile High Comics. Can I get them? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And well, that that's... same kind of hunting behavior is translated <laughs> to my whiskey collection. Which one's more expensive? The, the, oh. the whiskey or the comic books? Well, if I would have now. kept my comic books and sold them, I could have probably bought three more collections of whiskey. <laughs> but I kind of gave them away to friends, kids, and stuff. Oh. And, that's uh, always the way it is. Though. That was nice. Looking, you were that. Yeah, that's that's that was very nice of you to do that. Well, it was nice. I think he's still pretty nice. He's Got a bunch of stuff up here that we haven't had. I well, brought you a selection. You did. This is this is pretty impressive, honestly. Um, well, looking through your spreadsheets, you have the spreadsheets of what you have. Yep. And you have the spreadsheets of what you're hunting for, right? Is that like a wish list, or or do you just being with the completionist attitude? Do you just want to be like, I don't even know if I really want it, but I need to complete it. No, I'm I'm getting over that now. Okay. <laughs> when you is your wife helping you? Yes, that's, good for her. She's been running intervention for me. Um, no, it is. Um, no, that list that I sent you is a combination of things I've read about. Because um, now it's just you know, hey, I'm you know in with all the different companies, and we are in a what do you want to say, a boom? Mm-hmm. And I would say, I compared it when I think about it, it's like, you know, in the early 90s when they had um, the Orange County guys with motorcycles, and now oh, all of a sudden yeah. there was all of a sudden custom motorcycle guys. Right. And then also when they changed the gun laws and all of a sudden they were AR-15s and custom AR-15s. Now we've kind of changed the laws around the country and and there was kind of a brewing thing like the brew pubs and then the wineries. Right now we're in a really crazy time for bourbons and whiskeys and there's just great stuff all over the United States distilleries popping up and that just makes my <laughs> it's a really cool time to have this as a hobby. So when you're looking for stuff um to put on that spreadsheet of what you're hunting for, what 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 do you, do you have specific things you're looking for, or is it just like something that interested you that you saw? One is like I said earlier, I kind of my entry to bourbon officially, I would say more than just drinking a bottle of whiskey is Maker's Mark, mm-hmm. and so that led me down the road of weeders. I don't like the rye heavy ones. There are some good ones that they've got rye, and I like the flavor of them. 
but then that's the whole thing with this whole thing is so subjective. Right. But, um, but I've gone down and pretty much, if you look through that list, most of those are either four grains or weeders or something just out of curiosity that I'd love to try. Okay. And, and, and it's more things that the, if you look at the want list, some things are like five stars that, yeah, I'm going to always hunt for, like you guys said, mm-hmm. for a chase of where you would spend some money yeah. or maybe dollar value. And then the ones down the line at the bottom are, if it was a decent price and I happened to cross it because we couldn't get them in South Dakota, I'd pick it up. So you're you you since you said you're a weeded fan, yeah. um, what's 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 on your absolute? I want to have this weeded bourbon. Do you have one specifically that you're really hunting for? I'm still hunting for CYPB Weller. Got and it. I have tasted it a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Justin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's how we got yeah. to taste it. Yeah, yeah we had yeah. it. Uh, we, oh, we had, had it at the uh, bourban speakeasy. speakeasy yeah. at but yeah, that's we had true. a sniff of it. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. My first one, we had it. One buddy and I had it at the speakeasy, and then when Justin had Christmas last year, right. we were there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was fantastic. So you you must be a fan of the Weller line, then. I, I am specifically. Um, but it's just so hard to come across. I mean, I have the only ones I'm missing are CYPB and the single barrel. Okay. But I have the other ones. But um, they're good. It's hard to get the 107, as everybody mm-hmm. talks about here. So you got to travel. And that's where connections and, hey, I mean, I even, like with the Wyoming whiskey, I have to be very gracious with Dan because he just texted me out of the blue, hey, do you want this bottle? <laughs> Thank you, Dan. Yeah. Uh, do you, have you ever been, have you ever come across a liquor store that surprised you with something in there where you're like, oh my God, I have to have that? Um, or is it all, is it mainly all connections? Mostly connections, but I have to tell you, I did have an, a, a very strange moment Um I travel with my parents who are snowbirds. Sure. And we stopped at a liquor store outside of Yuma in an industrial park. And I was like, eh, I'm just going to go in and get a Coke and see what they got. And we stopped for my parents and on the way and walked in and oh my, it just was amazing. And they had everything as a reasonable price. And it was, I came out of there with like 10 bottles. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and, and, but the next year I came back. Oof, you know, the, the prices owner must have figured, figured it out. out. Yep. And oh, the prices nice. were through the roof. But that one time in Yuma, Arizona, I walked in and it was like, where did this all come from? <laughs> That's such a good feeling when you come across stuff like that. Well, yeah, if you can see it just sitting there and, you know, a lot of times they'll they'll just put it in some place where yeah. you don't notice it because it's yeah. out of context. Yeah. You know, I walked into I walked into a store here and I was getting something. And I don't know, it was a Blanton's. They had, a, they did a barrel pick or something. And the guy looked at me and he goes, "I," and I'd looked at the bar because they've got, it's, it was uh, Boyd's up on Mount Rushmore Road, and they've got t- the taps behind the mm-hmm. bar. And I don't look there because I wasn't gonna go get a growler filled or anything. And there was a bottle of E. H. Taylor sitting on the thing, and I'm like, "Well, I'm taking this too." <laughs> and you know, and it's those weird. If you don't, if you, yep. if it's out of context, yep. you don't. You don't. Sometimes you just don't recognize it, no matter how many times you look at it. it yeah, and I, that's years ago before I really started getting it. I know I walked past oh, tons you had of to stuff have. and just didn't even, it wasn't on my radar. Right, and you'll hear a lot of people that'll say 15, 20 years ago, 
they'd go in the liquor store and there would be, you know, uh, yeah. the, the, the gentleman that shared that uh, pappy that he had from, from Stitzler Weller. Yeah. Um, he said, yeah, he said, I just, it was in the like late eighties or mid nineties. Nobody knew this existed. And he goes, I just bought it. I, my one like that would have been Runnings a few years ago. I was at Runnings right after they first opened here in Rapid and they had the liquor store and I'm in there buying chicken feed for my wife all the time and I just walked through and I glanced over my shoulder and there was a bottle of Pappy and I didn't think nothing what? of it. I walked out the door, I got in my truck and I drove a block away and I went, ooh, <laughs> I drove back and it was gone. And the, the manager who kind of knew me at the time, she looked at me. I knew you were looking at that thing, and it must not have connected in your brain. And you come back, and the guy behind you grabbed it. <laughs> I want do you. I, do you have any idea what the price was on it? I think it was like eighty nine bucks. Good God, that pappy's not bad. When no, you can find the it. MSRP is yeah. That's that's amazing. I just and she was kind of laughing at me when I came back in because she's like, I know you were looking at that thing, but I know it must not have connected in your brain. Oh, I'm sure it didn't tell you I'm a block a, away. I'm in a then. farm supply store. <laughs> right. and here's a bottle of Pappy. Yeah, you're not going to make that connection at all. Um, well, we've been, um, like I said, the bottles you brought up, just some of the examples you brought. You have the 10-year, uh, the Wyoming. You brought in uh, the Blue Note. Two different. No, that's 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 uh, Chattanooga. That's the, right. This yep. is the Chattanooga here. Uh, the founders. Yep. Uh, we got Clyde Mays, the fifteen year. You've got the makers. This is the. That's the cellar aged one. Aged. Uh, who signed that? It's from the factory. From like the that. factory. Yep. Okay. Uh, also, uh, this. This. So, so the, you know, I'm not a snob here. I don't. I don't think. I don't think many people would consider me a snob. But like the stuff. No, probably that I, not. The stuff that I get signed, or the bottles that I have signed. I generally don't open, but that Makers has been tapped. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, uh, well I, when we've been talking about what I thought about bringing, I recently got a bottle of Angelo's Jack Daniels, yeah. and that took me several Sturgis Rally bottle trades to get that bottle. But I didn't know about it. The guy didn't tell me till afterwards, and it's like, oh yeah, I forgot to tell you, it's autographed. It's autographed by Angelo and, and by the and by Frank Bobo, Bo, the distiller. And I was like, oh my god, I don't know if I'm going to open yeah, this bottle I don't think or you not. Can ever open I that. thought can about you? bringing it down here for you guys to open, but I was, it was like, if you're going, if we're oh. going to do that, let's open the bottle that I have, <laughs> and you can try it. Yeah. Yeah, that's I don't know. With, I think both of those autographs, I don't know if I don't. Yeah, know. that the Frank Bobo autograph can't be that common. I mean, I know yeah. Bedford got onto the doing the tours, and yeah. I've got a bunch from him, from the Loud American stuff, and Arnett got you know God bless him, he has been a wonderful friend to us, and you know he he was doing it. I I just don't know how much. You know, somebody like Frank Bobo was doing that yeah, I back prior to Jimmy I Bedford. It, I just. I was talking to the guy, and he said, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you, these are both autographed, too. And, like, you, and you did it just for a bunch of Sturgis <laughs> Rally Jacks that I could get, no problem? Now, the one well, the who one is that, this guy? I'll train has, him a bunch. I, yeah, you're going to go ahead and – well, you could, probably. Uh, You'd yeah, have I got stuff on the, on the wall. That... So, Wyoming Whiskey, uh, our little neighbor over there to the west, um, had, had kind of a – rocky start i think that's that's fair I, to say I, I right think most of the folks over there would agree with that i know Look, we i know this i yep. know we had sure. um well our 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 company also uh manages uh a country artist named chancy williams yeah 
And I know that uh, they approached Chancey early on to ask if, hey, would you like to be a would you like to be a sponsor of this? Could we sponsor your whatever? Uh, and uh, I know that uh, the, the, ba- yeah. the band had a drink, and they were like, uh, yeah, <laughs> "We're gonna we're gonna just pass on this right now." Thing is, they should have revisited it though. Well, yeah. but Chancy is Chancy is Wyoming. I mean, he's certainly his he's got a huge name in Wyoming. He's got a huge following. Well, he's got a huge following really right now, almost all the way across the country. Um, so that had to have been hard for him. To turn down a local product like that, right? I, I would suspect that that eats at him a little, yeah. But I remember the when we first tried it, and both you and I were like, and we were really kind of new to the whole thing too. We were like, this this just isn't, yeah, it's not that, good. That first bottle was was not ideal, right? And then I believe um, they sold it, correct? Well, they 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 started their next batch or two, I think. Were, were much more refined. And they, but, and they came and, out and admitted. They said... Didn't they yeah. bring in Nancy Freely? That sounds that? right. I think they yes. brought her in. That's <laughs> after when I started, and I thought I read something about that. I, yeah, I do think you're right. Um, and then the big uh, one of the big companies just purchased them. Yep. Um, not Diageo. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> now, well, that's, that's it's beside the point. Anyway. Yeah. We just but, talked about it last week. Yeah, I'm sure we did. <laughs> Look, God. Rob, we do a podcast well, where it's we drink. Written on the bottle, so yeah. re- remembering is hard to do sometimes yeah. in this. All right. <laughs> well, we had an unexpected um, <laughs> guest at two thirty that didn't right. help anything. So Wyoming, they have they have completely turned it around, and now they are. Uh, I know they've been winning some double golds. They've been in some competitions where their stuff is really, really getting attention. And first bottle I saw Troy that you brought in was this ten year from them. Uh, which I, I'd been kind of interested it's and curious about bottle. because I thought we should be able maybe to find this, possibly, whatever. And then sitting next to it, Troy, you have this <laughs> you have this leather this leather case, for lack of a better word. Uh inside of it is another bottle of Wyoming whiskey, right? Yep. This is the Wyoming whiskey eighteen seventy two. Correct. And there's a story behind this and how you got it. There's only 150 bottles in crazy. release total United States. I know another individual in our group in the area has one himself. Has he uh, opened it? Do you know? I don't know if he's opened it or not. I don't know that. I would imagine he might have because he's pretty good about drinking. He's not so much a collector as a right. drinker. Um, but I had passed, I'd called out there. To, I actually wrote to the distillery and asked if they had one. She said they think they had one in the a bar in Jackson Hole. So I called the Jackson Hole place and said, is there any way I could wrangle that bottle? And she passed. And there's <laughs> only, I think, 60 released in Wyoming and 90 for the rest of the United States. And I think it was only in New York Georgia, California, Wyoming, and Colorado. So the other 90. And then I talked with a friend about it, and he was in New York, and he, hey, I found this. Do you want it? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Where did he just stumble across it, or was he out looking? Have you distributed your hunt list to people? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like, every once in a while, people will come down to my house or whatever family or friends or whatever and they'll be like well if you ever need anything let me know i'm like well i don't know how to i don't know how to tell you that so for some people 
my friends who are more tech savvy, they get the list. Other friends who are just kind of like, they want to help me out, like, like my cousin who's a drug and alcohol counselor at the Penn in North Dakota, <laughs> she just, I can give her the list. But some other friends, to make it easy, I just say, if you go somewhere and you see a bottle of Jack Daniels that looks unique or Maker's Mark, I give them like about a short list of about right. five brands sure. and say, if you see these five That's brands, smart. call me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And they're they're pretty cool about it. Family. They think it's kind of funny at first, and then when they see my collection at home, they're like, they're like, oh, this isn't a joke. Yeah, yeah. you're you're, you're not an serious alcoholic. About this, right? yeah, right. If your cousin shows up at your house and with the rest of your family, then there's gonna be a talk. <laughs> yeah, we'll have a talk. But so uh, he finds this bottle where in New York? Do you I know? don't remember sure. what town it was. He just he's he he um, went to School of Mines with us out here, okay. and he's out there and he travels. So, um, can, can I ask what you paid for this? Did you say this was the most expensive bottle of bourbon you'd ever bought? Yeah. Okay. Does your wife know yeah, first? But the, but she know she first? doesn't know the oh, number. Oh, she doesn't know. Okay, great. Don't but tell even her. The, even the number on that that he told us off mic right? doesn't seem extraordinary. Yeah, well, you guys come from the Scotch world. So. <laughs> no, I do I, not come from okay, the Scotch doesn't. world. He doesn't. I might a little bit more, but, but I still don't have the money for it. But for something that only has a hundred and... Uh, 50 I, bottles. I, I mean, had been saving my slush fund, and yeah. it was like, uh, yeah, I got to get this because I'm never going to see it again. Well, well I, so I did that, something similar. I had jars and jars and jars and jars of coins during the yeah. COVID blah, blah, yeah. BS, right? And, you know, the coin shortage, and I'm like, well, I'll just take these down to the bank and, and give them to them, and they can make up whatever story they want. Wife, I did not do that. Your, your <laughs> coin jar is still there, and it's full. But anyway, so I had, i mean, I ended up with a few thousand dollars of stuff that was Whoa. just sitting in the yep. in my closet, right? Yep. And so I like—I've always wanted a bottle of Century. Yep. And I, I knew a guy that's a big Jack collector and knows other Jack collectors, and he's like, "Hey, I think I can find you." Oh, one. that's right, because you paid. I paid oh, six hundred for that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But it's one of the only bottles of Jack in, in right. my office that I've paid anything for. I mean, most of that stuff gets given to me or gifted or, right. or you know. But, I mean, so I, I mean, I'm not, probably not going to open it until the zombie apocalypse. But, because yeah. but, uh, it's signed by a couple oh, of different wow. people. And, well, cool. this is, yeah. uh, this, this is, this Wyoming whiskey. It's called, like I said, it's called 1872. And that has to do with the Yellowstone National Park Protection Act. Yep. That's what this is kind yep. of commemorating. And then they also had another National Parks release that they have, like last year was Yellowstone. It's another separate release, which is a great bottle, too. And then they've had two releases of that, and now the third one of that line just came out, and it's to, I think, for the Tetons. Do they limit it to 150 for each no, one, this or this the is the only one yeah. they did that? Yeah. <clears throat> well, it's to, it's celebrating the 150th anniversary of Yellowstone National yeah. Park, so I can see why they did that. But just it's a beautiful bottle. Uh, yeah, the, the art, label the is art, great. The, the artwork the is photography. The yep. it's, it, they talk about the guy that took it, and it's the, and, and it comes in an extremely cool leather case that goes along with it. That's uh, yeah, that's I mean that. How, how does it feel when you knew you had it? Well, that's the whole thing. I remember you guys talking about a few weeks ago, the chase or the hunt, and that's that's what it is for me. Is part of it is researching it, saying, hey, this is a cool, unique thing. Is it just kind of a gimmick and it's going to be the regular bottle and you're just paying a whole bunch or is it a <laughs> yeah. separate barrel? Yeah, well, that's barrel? a good point, though. And is it a special, did they do something different? That's 
you know, things like that what I look for. I mean, like we were joking about some of the celebrity mm-hmm. whiskeys I've I've broke down and bottled a bottle of ZZ Top Balcones too, so I'm susceptible. But things like this is what I'm looking for is like special things that are in my wheelhouse, and that's pretty much it. And that's what I think is interesting is so many people will be will 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 hunt or or chase a lot of these just to have it because it's it's a rare thing. Yep. You seem to be keeping it within a line of things that you generally like to drink though yeah and then i'll do some research and like like his list is already huge can you imagine what he was i know if you were just chasing yeah wasn't stuff he limited to stuff that he wanted (laughs) oh yeah my goodness yeah i mean i yeah when i first started the raffles and going to everything and i really appreciate the community around here for our vendors in the area and the group has just been fun. It's Dakota just been really territory. fun. Yeah, yeah, it's been great. Meet a d- bunch of people. My wife thinks I'm crazy getting up at two in the morning <laughs> to sit out in front of Mr. Liquor. She thinks that's I'm how nuts. you're always going to win, Troy. I'm not getting up at two yeah. in the morning well, to do I, that. <laughs> I got there last time I went. I got there at two, and it was eighth in line. You're they kidding. They had people there at eleven thirty the night before for a seven o'clock release. I don't think I've ever waited in line for anything in my life like that. They, were they in a tent, like waiting for concert no. tickets back in the yeah. day? You just sit up your chair in front of it. And we were in the middle of like several other individuals and I at two or three in the morning. And it's. Well, that's uh, got to be kind of fun, though, too. Yeah, in a January. Way. January, not so much. No, January, not so much. It's like, I'm going to put my chair there and I'll be in the truck. <laughs> yeah. Drinking your quote unquote coffee. Yeah, it right. Is. It's coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a coffee snob the same way. So, do you have any bottles in your collection, Troy, that you are never going to open? I don't know. I'm I'm debating on the one we talked right. about, Jack Daniels. I've recently did a bunch of trading and got the um, Angelo 90th birthday bottle. Right. And I've been hunting that for a while because I heard it's a really good bottle, and that's why I wanted to drink it. But after I traded several Sturgis Rally Jack Daniel bottles for this one. The guy didn't tell me until after we made the deal. Oh, yeah, these are autographed. Oh, man. And so it's autographed by Angelo and Frank Bovo. And so I've been, I don't know if I want to yeah. open that one. <laughs> How many? You, you, there's always later. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's true. You know? How many bottles do you think you have? 300 plus. Okay. That's a hell of a collection, man. The, the, is this going to be a surprise to your wife, or does no, she know? No, she knows this. She can she see it. She has them all on the shelf downstairs. Okay. I, I, I didn't know. The basement. He's been, no, I mean, it's well, in my office on the bookshelf, <laughs> and I know everybody, I re- you know, okay, she, uh, she does give me grief saying, you're rearranging things for, <laughs> no, just. I just. Well, like, there, there is a guy that we've dealt with that has, like, warehouses full that yeah. I, right. th- I think somebody in our circle may have let it slip that she may or may not know about an entire warehouse of stuff. Oh like, yeah, well, she doesn't know about the warehouse and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but I thought she knew about when they had to use a U-Haul to move here <laughs> with it, and it was a strictly yeah. U-Haul move for one purpose. Yeah, no, I think this this might be a different <sighs> Is that a different person? Yeah. Okay. Well, no, and like, yeah, no, Tucker, I think, is above board. If, well, and I, no. I, that's what's so interesting to me is 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 you guys that will collect these and that, that will hunt for these. And Mark Tucker is another one who, you know, probably has a thousand bottles, I think he says. And he said he only has like five that he'll never open. 
Yeah, probably something like that. I've got a couple. Like yeah, that. that he's like, those are going to be for, for, I'm just never touching those, whatever he said, but everything else. I will crack the seal yeah. on and we'll drink. And I, I give samples to everybody. I, if anybody knows and asks me, I'm more than happy to. So does that? Does the bottle, when you drain it, does it go back on the hunt list or does it? If it's able to be huntable again, it does, yeah. Wow. Well, this is. Uh... But I've got enough now that it's going to be pretty hard for me to drain them until after I'm retired. <laughs> <laughs> and then is that your plan, Troy, is just to sit down, crack every single bottle and just. Well, I hear all these good things about good for your heart from the French sure. drinking wine. And the, You're going to live forever. The 170-year-old grandma says she takes a shot of whiskey every day. Exactly. I, I, that, I believe that. That might be the trick. Well, I think we, we believe what we want to believe for one. Right, that's true. But I think the trick for, for grandma to get through 107 drinking a shot of whiskey a day is that she drinks a shot of whiskey a day. <laughs> right. That isn't really in my M.O., I'm pretty good. In my past, I was known to drink Mr. Jack a lot. Yeah. Sure. But I'm I'm moderated. Mm-hmm. My boss, when he first, at one time I shared a picture after, to my boss after we had put everything on the bookshelf in my office. And, and he just kind of looked at it and no, I'm like, I, notice, boss, they're <laughs> not empty. <laughs> they're cracked. Yeah. They're now, you, had, you wanted to try this, um, uh, this Gypsy Legacy, yep. which is... Uh, it's uh, of course it's one of the it's one of the celebrity whiskeys, yep. but not celebrity whiskey just with his name thrown on it. He actually yeah. kind of played a part. Yeah, and, and also and, I mean he gets his own barrel from Jack for how right. many years? Exactly, I mean, that's dedication. And Eric Church, of course, is the one well, who he's, yeah who he made actually this. he actually you know drank it and promoted it on stage. Yeah. The, the group group they had before that, I think, were <laughs> were uh, well sneaking stuff in. And the might, the Eric Church single barrel. Uh, was it was good? Yeah. Oh, it was, it was that was really good. That so was he, lovely. Obviously, I think he knows his whiskey. So, what did you think of this, Troy? It surprised me. It was different. I wasn't. I was kind of expecting a Jack like, and it's not. It's a good bourbon. It's got a long finish. It's just a little bit different. It, I'm impressed. He's doing out on his own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's. I think Rob and I kind of felt the same way about it. It's a seven to eight year uh, age of the bourbon. It's a twenty year Canadian rye that's in this. It's gonna surprise you. And then it's uh, and it's an American single malt four years. So it's a, it's 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 a it's a blend of three different types. Yep. But it's that twenty year Canadian in here that surprised me. I'm like that's that's what I thought was pretty amazing. I'm I'm again most Canadians are rye, but you right. know, I'm I'm a big Weiser's whiskey fan. I've got collections from that's one of my oldest bottles is whiskey. Wow. Well, from before they were distributed in the states, my dad would go fishing in canada and i've got bottles from canada well the wiser's here. 18 is one of my favorite yeah, yep. canadian well whiskeys. your your yeah. buddy was was he somebody you worked with yeah or? you shark yeah shark yeah. Oh, okay yep. yep we yeah again very small town rob we knew everybody yeah. well i didn't know <laughs> most of the time when you hear shark you either hear shark and barney right, right exactly you okay. do all that's right. it i hear baby shark <laughs> no you don't no, no, um now another <laughs> one that we're drinking here which i think is uh well, I don't know who else has one of these bottles, aside from you, Rob. There must be somebody other Maybe. than me. Uh, we did get a hold of the Jack Daniels American Single Malt. Mm. Which you may here, not make it out of here with this maker's mark. Holy shit. Which you're it's only a, able to get in bottle. duty-free shops or at some military bases. Yep. And we had a friend coming back uh, that was just in, in France and London that you texted, and they're like, yeah, we're going to go through the duty-free, we'll look and see, and bam, there it was. So, Well, I wasn't clear. I, I texted him, and I said, hey, when you get to the airport, 
look for this. And or maybe I mean I may have been a little vaguer than that. <laughs> so I think he was like wandering into liquor stores in London and France. Oh, trying London. to find him there. I'm like, no, 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 no. It'll, it'll be in the airport. Yeah, and they found it. one. They luckily I didn't try their patience enough, and they stopped again. So well, let's. Um, I want to know what did you think of that, Rob? I like it a lot. I, did you really? Tasty, Troy. Did you I'm, like it? I'm a big fan because that one from a couple years ago, the twice barreled, yeah, single malt, which is identical, finished in the Oloroso barrels. That was my favorite bottle of that year. And really? I, through the drawings in that. You walked out. With... I walked three bottles, and so I'm in my second bottle, and I love that bottle. Wow! So I'm really was looking forward to this one quite a bit. I'm I'm hoping that this one gets to be more readily available. Yeah. You know that twice barreled was amazing and is still, but you didn't like it. I don't like it. It was the best bottle <laughs> I bought that year. Wow, I I I don't like it. God you don't it. like you don't like I, I this don't one. Like this one. Nope. You didn't much. like the you didn't like the twice. Barrel I didn't like either. the twice barrel though either. So that yeah, could be some it. Scotch guy you are. But I'm not much well, on the single malts myself. So right. Well, and neither am I. There's I, some I do. I swear to God, the Jack Rise and the Jack the singles the twice yep. barreled in this one. It's Jack is just not going to put out something that is subpar. And I I can totally agree with that for sure. And I honestly think that the charcoal mellowing is the key helps all of that yep. I, and I, I, i'm the same way it's not that that rye that i'm not a big rye fan also so i have to throw in thank you guys for the sturgis jack daniels rally tasting oh, you do every oh, year absolutely thank you guys for that i love that. yes you, we love have, it how many years have you been now two i just didn't, i two? knew about the third three years ago and i yeah. just kind of didn't wasn't able to make it because I was on call, but um, otherwise, yeah. Thank you guys for sponsoring that. Well, a lot. yeah, we. I mean, we love it. Well, we look I mean, to a it. sponsor is a bit of a stretch. I think um, we've had a long time uh, partnership with Jack Daniels yeah. at the Loud American, and that I think even may predate their involvement in the Sturgis Rally and their sponsorship. Um, it's going but, back quite a ways. Yeah, I mean it. It's. This, our our partnership with them has gone back, I think, almost to the beginning. Somebody will yell at me if I get it wrong. Clint's probably listening. <laughs> um, but the you know all of the stuff there is you know it's it's all the money that we raise goes to charity. Yeah, you know That's so awesome. So it, it it works out for the loud American. It works out for Jack. I, I think the people that come to the tasting really enjoy it. Most of the time, they get to try stuff that either hasn't hit the market or won't be here. Um, I probably won't buy the rye, but I really enjoyed the rye that we got for probably the first people outside of the distillery to taste. We were uh, at that tasting. Um, I believe it was one of the absolute first to be able to try it. Was that any sort of up, any sort of a public setting in a public setting? Yeah. Um, Boy, I just poured this Wyoming tenure. Boy, you're not kidding. That's a great glass. Man, that's delicious. It's got it's sweeter, and yep. I like that. That's what, what I, I absolutely. Like. I kind of think I have similar palate. That's I like the sweeter stuff. Oh uh, yeah. I, you, if you want me to, I can grab that candy corn whiskey I've got in my <laughs> no, office no, right no. now. Are you I, sure? I my. I'm going to buy a bottle for my boss. So if he's <laughs> listening, he's a huge candy corn fan. So Is he? Oh, that's probably going to okay. be his Christmas present. <laughs> Last year it was a five pound 
uh, salted nut bar. I got one of the big ones. Oh, my God. That's great. So this year, he's probably going to get a candy if he's listening. Nice. We ruined it for you. We haven't cracked the seal on that yet. So I know Rob has just been super excited to do this. Can't wait. You're probably going to make me do that next week. Yeah, we might. Uh, well, Troy, this is vacation uh, time coming up. <laughs> you, you don't, pal. This um, <laughs> this has been really cool, Troy. The stuff that you've brought up, uh, and it's so much fun to talk. I, I, Rob and I have talked before that we like. I understand the collecting, and I understand wanting to just keep the bottles and have as many as you can and stash them away. And whatever, if that's your thing, that's your thing. Fine, but just the community, like you've talked about, when it comes to these, every single person that we've met has been willing to share it. I mean, including us. Rob and I have said, too, anything we've drank on here that you want to come and try, just send us a message. Yeah. Yep. 90% of the stuff that I have in my house in the office, we can open. Right. I could prob- That's the fun of it, right? I, I could probably be like, talked into the other 10%. With- <laughs> so at the Jack tasting, I won the sign. Yes. And, well, but right, I got did. talking, and I had Kevin Barrowman sign it for me, but I was sitting there talking with him for a while, and he was saying... You know, I always have a Jack story. Well, I've got a ton of Jack stories, <laughs> and it all comes from being with people and you know, just having a good time and talking about the whiskey or other purposes. And but that's I love this too. So the, what? Before we wrap this up, Troy, tell me the one thing you're absolutely you. If you could get your hands on it right now, what is it, and how much are you willing to spend on it? Spend, uh, better not say that <laughs> one in public. Because um, that's the automatically what the price is going to be. Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, that's a good yeah. point, right. <laughs> um, the one that I'm kind of hunting for right now is still the Weller CYPB. Okay. I just want to, I've had tastes of it and I've just missed out on bottles at a couple of drawings here and there. Like it was picked at fourth and I got drawn <laughs> fifth, you yeah. know, things like that. Right. Um, but that's the bottle that I'm like hunting for right now. I'm, okay. I'm, I may go a little over how you explained it. There's when you guys were talking about your way of chasing is like, Hey, if somebody says something on it's in town and it's yeah. over, you know, cause I think what's, I don't even know what MSRP for that is probably in the 70 range. Probably. No, I, well, I think it was a little higher than that last year when, was it? when I think, cause I didn't, Tucker got one of them and, yeah. I, and, and then, I think it was, a you know, it wasn't exorbitant though. It wasn't was, over a hundred. It was hundred, 120. I think. Oh, was it that much? Yeah. Okay. Maybe. But I do. But I yeah, think that's probably the one I'm hunting right now the most is the white label Weller. Okay. Um, but it's like you said, we were talking earlier about how the bourbon boom going on right now with all these new craft barrels coming out, craft distilleries, I should yep. say, coming out around the country. There's some just crazy great bottles coming out all over the place. And so, yeah, you can go with your standard Pappy and Weller hunting or E.H. Taylor and the standard usual suspects. But I think there's just some great stuff coming out from these craft places like Wyoming Whiskey. Absolutely. Well, you've, got to, you've either got to be willing to travel yeah. or they've got to be willing to build ship a it network. Here, right? right. Or you have to build a network. That's If anything's going to take any, if anybody takes anything away from this podcast, Troy, it is the fact that you, being a self professed introvert, Kind of coming out of your shell to talk to people in this, you know, uh, th- that have these same interests has really paid off for you. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. So I've don't be afraid. A ton of friends. Yeah. Don't be afraid to to have that conversation, especially around this, because you 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 might be sitting with a X amount of number dollar bottle of 1872 <laughs> Wyoming whiskey, right? Correct. <laughs> Thanks for coming in and talking, you Troy, bet. man. This has Thank been a lot of guys. fun, buddy. I appreciate it. Thank you so it. much. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Whiskey at Work. I am the producer and host, Mark Houston, along with Rob Henry. Our shows are engineered by Chris Jaquis, and the video and audio editing is done by our own Russ Haddon. If you like what you hear, we would love a five-star review wherever you rate your podcast and leave us a comment as well. It's Whiskey at Work on the Home Slice Audio Network. Network.